everybody. I'm Bill Rabinowitz, along with Joey Goffman. And uh, we had our first preseason, well, actually in-season press conference of the year. Ryan Day talked about this week's showdown against Notre Dame. And uh, it's finally here, Joey. It's finally here. All, you know, eight months of preparation. They've looked at this game, looked forward toward this game for, for this long, actually a couple years. And, and finally it's here. Yeah, it's a pretty unusual game because typically if you're playing a team the caliber of Notre Dame, ranked fifth in the country, all that stuff, usually it falls maybe week two, right. week three. It's rare for it to be the season opener. And this is the first time ever Ohio State's had a top five matchup uh, right out of the gate. And that's afforded them some advantages. They've been able to really do a lot of game prep for Notre Dame throughout right. fall camp. I think at this point – on the calendar, you feel a team that's really itching to finally play a game. Jim Knowles talked along with Ryan Day during Tuesday's media availability, and he felt the defense is 100% ready to go. They've put them through the crucible going against the nation's number one offense. It seems like that confidence has been infectious. But overall, you get the feeling that they are finally excited to hit somebody else. Yeah, and, and Ryan Day said it's a very hungry team. And yeah, their last game was against uh, Utah in the Rose Bowl. Come back, we had. But I still think the, the game that has lingered uh, all season or off season is the Michigan game and, to a lesser extent, the Oregon game. And that's why Ryan Day said it's a hungry team. He said this team doesn't have big heads on it uh, because of that. I mean, Ohio State's number two in the country behind only Alabama, and Notre Dame is number five. But uh, tell me if you agree, it seems like this year there's a big difference between one and two and maybe three Georgia and the rest of college football. But Notre Dame's five, and it seems like there's a fairly big gap between Ohio State and Notre Dame. I think so. I think a lot of people expect this is going to be a, a national championship game that pits Alabama and Ohio State, and we'll see if anything can, can interrupt that along the way. Maybe it's Georgia, maybe it's Notre Dame, maybe it's Clemson, maybe it's Oklahoma, maybe some of those teams get in the way. But that's really what we're, we're talking about. I mean, the Heisman race, it's Bryce Young, it's C.J. Stroud. The national championship race, it's Ohio State. It's, it's Alabama. We'll see if those two teams eventually meet in uh, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California to end the year. But this is the first big one for Ohio State because they can really, I think, make a statement out of the gates yeah. where this is not the same Ohio State team as last year. It's a more physical team up front. And Notre Dame's good in the trenches. I mean, there's no exact replica of, of the Michigan game of last year. They're going to have to wait a couple more months before they get another crack at the Wolverines. But Notre Dame is a team that's certainly built inside out, and I think that's where for Ohio State it gives them a, a good barometer right away to see if uh, they've improved in some of those fronts. Yeah, but you look at the matchup and you think it really does favor Ohio State. First of all, they're at home. And again, Ohio State's had some clunkers at home, so that's not a gimme. But Oregon last year. Oregon last year. Uh, and Oklahoma in 17, Virginia Tech, SC in 09. Tech, I mean, they have not played well historically in these marquee non-conference games. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you're talking about a first-time quarterback, first-time starting quarterback in Notre Dame. They've had their wide receiver core decimated. There are some questions with injuries on their, on their offensive line. Um, you know, you're probably getting them in a good time. And, and a first-time coach. I mean, he's not a first-time coach. Marcus Freeman coached in the bowl game, but first regular season game for Marcus Freeman. Um, you know, it seems like those things – Point Ohio State's way, but remember last year, Oregon, we thought the same thing, right? I mean, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau wasn't going to play, and we thought, okay, without their best player, what chances does Oregon have? Well, we saw. 
Yeah, I, I think as, as much as I was littering off some of those those non-conference games in the past where teams have come to the horseshoe and, and beaten Ohio State, on paper, this does this feels like a big gap between two and five because I think there are a lot of questions I have about Notre Dame, first-time starting quarterback and Tyler Buckner. I just don't think they're a team that's really built to, to beat Ohio State unless they can follow maybe the, the blueprint last year that Michigan had where you just pound the ball and pound the ball. And I think that that game, for a lot of reasons, had sort of a confluence of factors. Plus, I don't think snow's in the forecast <laughs> for Saturday, uh, thankfully for all of us. Uh, but they, they don't have the receivers. They, they only have six healthy, available scholarship wide receivers. They're going to throw to the tight end a lot, Michael Mayer. But who's a great tight end. But it just doesn't feel as if they have really the caliber of skill position talent to go toe-to-toe with Ohio State for four quarters and, and prevail in the end. And, and that's what we th- thought last year in Ann Arbor. But, but to me, I just think you have to have a quarterback and wide receivers who can, who can score in the 40s. That's what it's probably going to take to beat Ohio State. Yeah. I, and again, you always the usual factors. You know, If Ohio State loses the turnover battle by a lot, that obviously would – would uh, would not bode well for Ohio State, but barring something like that, a, a key injury, turnovers, fluky plays, I, I just don't think man to man that that Notre Dame matches up all that well with Ohio State. And it's interesting they talked about uh, Ryan Day talked about establishing the run. We know Ohio State can throw. We know C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Kibuka. We know those guys. Are gonna are gonna be able to throw the ball around. The question is, can they get the third one, the third and two? That's that was kind of the Achilles heel of this offense last year. If they had one, I mean, obviously it's the best offense in the country statistically, but they have to be able to, to to play efficient offense. Yeah, as far as I know, for a lot of people, the Ohio State offense is the the main attraction. It's it's the it's the it's the group that can put up forty points. It has. A dynamic trio, C.J. Stroud, Trayvon Henderson, Jack Smith, and Jigba. I think for a lot of people, they're curious about the unveiling of, of the defense. This is Jim sure. Knowles' first game, and we got to hear from him at uh, press conferences on Tuesday. What do you think we're going to get out of the gate from, from that group? Yeah, it's. I think that, you know, well, I'm curious to see how well they disguise what they're doing. Because Jim Knowles wants to, to confuse Tyler Buckner. You know, he's going to be confused anyway. It's his first start, Right. So you want to make him extra confused. You've got a, a pass rush that, that should be really good. Now, last year, it didn't quite get to the quarterback as often as we thought. They put pressure on quarterbacks, but didn't get to him as much as they should have. Knowles' defense is based on being able to do that. You know, we, we kind of, yes, a lot of the same personnel. But that year of experience should pay huge dividends. It's just, there's such a difference between a guy who's never played, never started, and a guy who's gone through it. You know, you think about Steel Chambers last year, thrust into being a, a starting linebacker, or at least a, a linebacker who played a lot, as a converted running back. I mean, he was just winging it. Now he knows what he's doing. You know, Tommy Eichenberg coming off the big Rose Bowl game. Uh, captain now, he just seems like a different player. You have Josh Proctor back. Uh, you know, JT Tuomoloel. Got it. <laughs> Got his name. Got it. Uh, you know, has been with the program for a whole year and, and should be a dominant player. So... You know, I just think that, that on paper, from what we've heard and what we, we know of these players, it should be a vastly improved defense. It seems like it's a really tough defense to go against if you're a first-time starting quarterback in, in Tyler Buckner, where just the ability that for Ohio State uh, to show different looks, and that, that's a hallmark of, of Jim Knowles' system. I asked Paris Johnson about 
about this on Tuesday. What was the when could he tell that Ohio State's defense was 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 going to be a challenge to go up against? And he said there was a time in spring practice where they were running the same play, but they hadn't fully realized it on offense because they were lining up in all these different intricate yeah. looks. And that sounds hard for a first time starting quarterback in, in Tyler Buckner. Yeah. It, it seems like Jim Knowles, who also talked to us today, kind of has a um, this quiet confidence that, yeah, we said, we're 100% ready. There are no excuses. Uh, if a player makes a mistake in a game, he said, that's my fault because I didn't prepare him well enough in practice. You know, this is a guy who's going to be accountable. Uh, he had a very successful defense in Oklahoma State. It took a while there, but I think part of it was, you know, he wasn't dealing with blue-chip players at, at Oklahoma State like he is now. I mean, he, he there is a kid-in-the-candy-store kind of feel to him when he talks about what he has to, to mold, and and I, I really expect this defense to be very good. Well, it's, it's not just, I think he learned the situations at Oklahoma State. He got there, and he was the only person who had any familiarity with, with the Jim Knowles scheme. When he came here, he's got some grad assistants who he's worked with. He's got some support staff guys. I mean, when they've installed this defense, it's offseason. There have it's been Hannah a lot McAllister, of who's right. huge. Yeah, so he's got some guys who know that system and, and what he wants. And, and Bill, you're saying that, that confidence that he has, we can talk about the, the intricacies of his defense and how creative he is as a play caller and how much he's going to get after a quarterback and, and dial up blitzes and all that. I think this group, this defense, after being humiliated last year at Michigan, needed confidence. They need, I think, a, a leader on that side of the ball who, who, can, who has that feeling, that, that certainty about him. And he has it. I think that that mental outlook matters as well yeah. for, for them. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this. This was the storyline, you know, how, how much the defense seemed to be in disarray last year. Just within the coaching staff, I mean, it's never good when a couple games into the season the, the head coach takes away the defensive coordinator's play-calling duties. I mean, that's, that's a problem. And I, I, it's not going to happen this year. You know, it's just not going to happen. And this is Jim Knowles' defense. He is the head coach of the defense. I think Ryan Day has the look of a guy who feels like all the pieces are in place. I've got, I don't have to worry about the defense. Jim Knowles has got the defense. I've got an experienced quarterback in C.J. Stroud. I've got a great running back. I've got a great offensive line. You know, this, this team feels a lot to me like the 2019 team. Again, this is not really new. You know, 2018, great offense, struggled on defense, made defensive changes. 2019, they were a juggernaut, you know, until the Clemson game. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be that dominant because, first of all, it's a tough schedule. They have, they have, a, they have a tough schedule. But this, should, this has the potential to be a special team. They don't need them to be that dominant. they got a good offense. Yeah. They have C.J. Stroud. They didn't have that 19. They had a first-time starting quarterback in Justin Fields, and he was pretty good right out of the gate. But, but still, this is, a, I think, a more bankable offense. They have more skill position talent than they had in, in 19. Yeah. They, they don't need them to be the number one defense in the country as they were in 19. They just need them not to be 59. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think we've, we've set this up pretty well. Uh, you know, we're finally, finally a game week. I mean, all those months of just waiting and waiting, waiting, even training camp anticipation, we're finally here. You looking forward to this? I am. It feels like it's been a long offseason. It feels like we've had a lot of talk about a new defense, the Notre Dame game, and, and really – I think people have been looking looking toward this game since the Michigan loss. Even though they played in the Rose Bowl, as you mentioned, it felt like that season ended yeah. November 27th in Ann Arbor. 
in the snow, 42-27. And ever since then, I think people have been ready to, to turn the page. And, and this begins uh, the 12-game march to Michigan and uh, right. the horseshoe and a chance to get back to the playoff. Well, thank you all for watching, and uh, we'll be doing this regularly all, and, all season. And, and listening. If they're, only, if they're only a listener, if they're not a uh, viewer on the, on the video streams. Yeah. Thank you again.